In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. Also, just would like to point out that we are bracing for the Biden administration repealing something called Title 42 at the southern border. And if you've looked, we've had, since Biden has become president, uh, I think about almost 2.5 million people illegally cross uh, the southern border. Uh, what does that mean in terms of the quality of life for Americans? Well, we know we've seen record human trafficking, uh, sex trafficking, drug trafficking such that now the number one cause of death for people 18 to 45 in the United States of America is fentanyl overdose. Uh, they may be making it in China, but they are bringing it all right across the southern border because of what he's doing. Now, even as bad as those numbers are, that has all been done with this Title 42 in place that was a legacy from the Trump administration, where they are at least turning away some folks who are trying to come illegally. When they open that, you're going to see a major flood uh, of people going across the southern border. And uh, we've taken action. I mean, I sent people last year from Florida to help Texas. You know, the problem was they would be capturing these people coming illegally, and they just walk right across. I mean, they just walk right across. And so you give them to the, to the feds, and then the feds would release them anyways. And so I didn't think that that was really a good use of resources. Uh, it, you know, they need to be putting them back. I mean, that's really what you should do. So, uh, so we sued Biden on catch and release, actually in Northwest Florida in federal court, and we're winning that case. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, well, I'm also going to sign a bill here in the next couple weeks that any of, if there's contractors that the federal government hires to dump illegal aliens in Florida, then those contractors forfeit the ability to do business with the state or with local communities. And we're just not going to do it. And then I have, uh, I got money from the legislature, which will be available uh, starting in June, so that if Biden is busing illegal aliens into our state, we're taking those buses and rerouting them to Delaware and other jurisdictions. <laughs> So stay tuned on, on that. I just think it's uh, unbelievable, the failure at the southern border. And, you know, the thing is, you know, he took an oath, Biden, to support and defend the Constitution, to take care that the laws are faithfully executed. 
and he is violating his own oath of office by allowing massive numbers of people to come across the border illegally. Uh, you know, those border communities are just getting killed down in southern Texas, you know, with everything coming in. And, you know, honestly, he should be, Biden should be given an honorary membership in the Mexican drug cartels because nobody has done more to help the cartels than Biden with his open border policies. And so, so it's a total disaster. Uh, it's been a disaster, I fear, with Title 42. If they do repeal it, uh, I think things are fixing to get even worse. So we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that we're protecting Floridians. I mean, honestly, they should just let the states handle the border. I would send people to do that if we were able to, to prevent people from coming and actually send them back. But the states, uh, the, the Texas isn't doing that. So, so that's, I think, uh, that's unfortunate. But we would help in that effort if we're doing it. And um, so stay tuned. But we're going to be on the ball and we're going to do everything we can to fight back. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Now, that is America's governor, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I don't know. Is Ron DeSantis a better governor than President Trump was a president? At this point in time, folks, I think Ron DeSantis will definitely be a future president here in the United States. It won't be in 2024, but it will be probably in, I would say, 2028. He will definitely be the president of the United States. Now, since that title 42 has been blocked by a federal judge, uh, a federal judge has blocked the Biden administration once again from pushing through its draconian, um, tyrannical, uh, executive orders. And, uh, because he's not looking out for the, what's best for this country. He has never looked out for what is best for this country. People like Ron DeSantis, are, have, and will. People like Carrie Lake are, have, and will. People like Donald Trump are, have, and will continue to keep the people first and politics second. Folks, you are locked and loaded here on Live from America. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the live, free, or die state of New Hampshire. It's a blessing to be here, and if you like this show and you're watching on social media, whether it be on Facebook, Rumble, Getter, or whatever, please do me the honor of sharing the video uh, to as many people directly as possible. And if you're watching on direct, I mean, uh, digital TV, uh, I appreciate you. We have uh, probably... 4,000 people watching live right now. We'd love to get that higher. I appreciate everything that you guys do for me. Uh, Good news today. Roe v. Wade could see a ruling as early as today. Something that nobody's talking about. And the reason why they're not talking about it, folks, is because they are gearing up for the violence. They want Roe v. Wade overturned. Who is they? I'm talking about the same people who cry every day that they don't want it overturned. They want it overturned. They could care less whether abortion is legal or not legal. They only want the right to kill your baby. That is it. So they know it's going to get kicked back to the states. And yes, as far as their profit goes, 100%. But for the well-being of people, they could care less. They want it overturned so they can have disruption in the streets, so they can push people on lockdown, so they can do exactly what they claim Donald Trump would do, and that is release the, uh, the, uh, the might of the military on the people. That's exactly what they want to do. However, they will not release the might of the military on the people who deserve it, which is the crybaby screaming, pink hat-wearing people. They will release it on us for trying to stop them from burning down the cities. They want violence, folks, period. And that could happen as early as today. Let's pray to God, not for the violence, but let's pray to God that Roe v. Wade ends as early as yesterday so we can stop the senseless killing on a nationwide scale of our babies. Amen? All right, folks, we are going to get right to the verse of the day today. We've got a lot to go over, and I don't want to hold you guys up. I want to make sure after this weekend we have a, uh, we have a full uh, energy, uh, a tank full of energy to, to start this week and, um, and, things, and direction that we know that we have to go and fight this week. So this morning's newsletter was titled, Take Off Your Mask, Don't Be a Hypocrite. Now, I knew titling that would make people think that I was talking about COVID or monkeypox, but I'm not. I'm talking about the mask of uh, hypocrisy. 
I said, uh, I absolutely love getting back to the Live from America chair to report for you on Mondays. We have a lot to go over, but more importantly, make sure you spend time with God this morning. Start your day off right. We have been praying together as a family before we leave every day from my house now. And I do believe it has helped a lot uh, for many reasons. I pray with the kiddos first, and then my wife and I pray together. It's done wonders for our family, and it's different at first. But if you aren't doing it, may I suggest that you do pray together as a family or as a couple before you start your day. Let me know how it works after a week. I'd be curious to see how your days have changed. Remember, all good things are given to us daily from God, not yourself and not other people. So only God. And let's thank him for everything that we do have. The red lights, the green lights, the long lines, the short lines, everything is a blessing. Verse of the day today, Mark 7, 6 and 7. Again, Mark 7, 6 and 7, take off your mask. Do not be a hypocrite. Jesus replied, you hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. Folks, the word hypocrite comes from the Greek word, hypocrites, meaning the playing of a part on the stage or an actor. It was a custom for Greek and Roman actors to use large masks when acting to disguise their true identities. Hence, hypocrisy became the feigning of beliefs, feelings, or virtue that one does not hold or possess. In other words, insecurities. It became customary in our society to conceal our real feelings behind a uh, hypocritical mask. Although we should be tactful and not purposely say things to offend people, there is a time and a place for speaking the truth, even if it's not popular. That is what I do daily here on Live from America. Some is fact, some is opinion based on research or experience. So many times people have stopped watching and listening to Live from America because of my unpopular truth. That is unfortunate. But we are all familiar with the wide road and the narrow path. Even most of us Christians are not walking that narrow path that God has commanded us to walk on. I fall off it from time to time, but the difference from being a non-believer to being a believer is that when you fall off that path, you recognize that you have fallen off almost immediately, and then you ask for Jesus' hand to help you get back on track. That is what being a Christian is, folks. We will never be perfect. However, we can go through each day not playing the part of a hypocrite. That is the worst thing than being a non-believer. It's being a hypocrite. It's also much more dangerous to the possible salvation of others. Let's pray today and give thanks for the grace and the mercy of God. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Let's now remove our hats and all go to the Lord together from your lips to his ears as we pray to God and give him thanks for the mercy that he does give us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Folks, it's really odd, isn't it? It's really odd that in 2022, when the Democrats stole the election and they have the House and the Senate, and it seems like all else has no hope that we are on the verge and on the precipice of actually overturning Roe v. Wade. That should tell you that God is in control. That should tell you that God is at the wheel, and that should tell you that you are on the right team. Amen? Folks, as we get ready to start the show today for the first and foremost section, please lift up your cups. 
And let's have our first slurp of the day. As we get ready to rumble. And by the way, the rumble numbers are going up as far as subscribers. So please make sure you share that out. Thank you, Heather. She says, looking healthy. Keep up the good work. I appreciate that. I look, I feel good. I feel like I look good. I feel energized. I'm ready to rumble. I know you are. Let's get to the first and foremost section. And that is this. Is Robbie Mook in serious danger of being suicided the same way Seth Rich was suicided for snitching on Hillary Clinton? Is Rob Mook in, damn it, in, 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 uh, in, in a dangerous position? To be suicided by the Hillary Clinton team, I think he is, ladies and gentlemen. Anybody who turns the dimes, uh, turns coat, or drops the dime, or snitches on Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, or anybody else associated to the Hillary Clinton campaign or dynasty is always at risk of being suicided, and I think you all know what that means. But as of last Friday, we now know that the Hillary Clinton campaign and Hillary Clinton herself from her own lying bleach bit lips has had ordered the Russian hoax story to proceed and to go to the media and to do a 24-hour wrap-up smear campaign on Donald J. Trump seven days a week, 365 days a year, which led to the first false and fake impeachment of Donald J. Trump and which led to a damage of Donald J. Trump's reputation as not only a man, but as a businessman who knows what kind of people will no longer do business with the Trump family because of the smear campaign that the Democratic Party and the Uniparty rhinos worked together on to smear Donald Trump, and most importantly, his presidency here in the United States of America. There is no monetary value on the damage that Hillary Clinton caused Donald J. Trump, as well as the DNC, as well as the RNC, by pushing this fake Russia hoax campaign. And we know for a fact that Hillary Clinton herself ordered this. And we know all of this is true because of Robbie Mook, who snitched on Hillary Clinton. And yes, I believe his days are numbered. Let's get into the story. Last Friday, after the morning show, Hillary Clinton campaign manager Robbie Mook testified that Hillary Clinton personally approved of pushing the fake Trump-Russia bank lies to the media. Now, all of us peasants knew this a long time ago. Same thing we knew everything about COVID a long time ago. But you are a terrorist for spreading information that they called misinformation that they now call information once again. Today, some people think that Robbie Mook may want to watch his back may want to get his own security because he might be in danger of being suicided. After years of claiming that Russia was working with candidate and President Trump to steal the election from Hillary Clinton, a totally insane proposition, by the way, Hillary Clinton's campaign manager on Friday said that Hillary approved pushing lies regarding the Russian collusion sham story. Over the weekend, people started sharing their concerns for Robbie Mook, throwing Hillary under that large bus or the Trump train. R.I.P. Robbie Mook, it was good knowing you, wrote Tim Millay on Twitter. Also wrote Gary Lee OKC, damn, gonna miss you, Robbie. Others shared same similar stories who also happen to be Democrats. Some are even asking if there is an over or underline Mook's suicide yet. Sean T. Murphy on Twitter wrote, is there a Vegas over and underline on Robbie Mook's suicide yet? Time will tell, but there does appear to be a track record for those who cross the Clinton line. Mook's testimony appears to be one of those times. So folks, let's do our due diligence. Let's pray for the safety of Robbie Mook. Let's also pray for the loose lips of Robbie Mook and others who are finally starting to turn on the Wicked Witch of the West. Let's hope and pray that they do not get suicided by the Clinton campaign and that they continue to run their mouths about what they seen, heard, and were ordered to do. But I am betting on Mook will be suicided. How about you? Let me know in the comment section if you're watching on Live from America and share it with your friends. See if you can get a nice friendly bet going, a, bet, a friendly wager, All the, because gas prices are quite high. And if you win, you might be able to pay your gas prices for, I don't know, the day. Now, here's a great, great question. 
after spending three years and $40 million. How did Robert Mueller and Weissman not figure out Hillary Clinton created the Russia hoax? Well, the long story short is, the short answer is, they did know. They knew just as well as I knew. They knew as well as you knew. The difference is we didn't need to spend $40 million of our taxpayer money to figure it out. We just had to have a little old thing called common sense, which we all know is not too common anymore. But the conservative treehouse revisited this question that all of America is asking right now. If the Mueller special counsel spent so much time and money and resources, how did they not determine that Hillary Clinton herself was behind the Trump-Russia collusion sham? It's a good question. How did Robert Mueller and Andrew Weissman spent over two years investigating this with team, a team of 19 lawyers, $40 million of resources, 40 FBI agents, 2,800 subpoenas, 500 search warrants, 500 witnesses, and a partridge in a pear tree, and not one mention that Hillary Clinton created the hoax that they were investigating. Well... Short answer, ladies and gentlemen, they did know. But this is called the swamp for a reason. This is called the D.C. swamp for a reason. And it's not even an, an, an excellent question anymore. It's actually a stupid question. How could this group of experts send so much, spend so much time and money and energy and not come to this conclusion? There's even evidence from the very beginning that they knew there was no evidence to back up the claims, and Hillary Clinton used the FBI as her personal toolbox to go after President Trump. That's not Jeremy Harrell from Live from America saying that. Those are the words of Robbie Mook. Let me pull up his exact quote so that I don't paraphrase or put out any misinformation. Because the exact quote was, Hillary Clinton used the FBI as a tool as a tool. And that's what jurors were told. They sure are tools, aren't they? It sounds like Robert Mueller and Weissman need to be indicted as well. But here's the real question. Not only will Durham get to the bottom of the Mueller sham, or will he end up with millions of dollars of wasted time and criminals ignored and set free, or... Will Merrick Garden Gnome Garland relieve John Durham of his duties before Hillary Clinton ever sees the inside of a jail cell? I think the real question is, how much more proof, evidence, and dirt can we dig up on these people that we all knew were guilty of what we knew they were guilty of by the time the RNC or the GOP gets transformed in the GNP and we actually put real people in charge with a real spine who will go after these people? That's the real question. Now, you guys all might like to know that part of this Clinton campaign prove, uh, spreading these lies, at the very center of this was a man named Jake the Snake Sullivan. Now, if you don't know what Jake the Snake Sullivan looks like, he looks like a snake. He looks like a worm. He looks like a scumbag. He looks like a disgusting uh, person who would spread lies and ruin people's lives just to further his own career, or he was told to do so, but this is what he looks like. Does that look like somebody trustworthy to you? That looks like somebody that I would not leave my four-year-old daughter with. He looks like the Grinch that stole your four-year-old daughter's virginity. That's what he looks like to me. Jake the Snake Sullivan. Back in the news for his corrupt acts, the self-admitted liar is implicated in providing the lies to the media about President Trump and the fake Russia collusion hoax. And guess who he is, folks? He is Biden's national security advisor now. Wow. Birds of a feather flock to the swamp, don't they, folks? Hillary Clinton's former campaign manager, Robbie Mook, was on the stand and told a whole bunch of stuff, including... The involvement of Jake the Snake Sullivan, who is now the national security advisor of Joe Biden. Mr. Harry Legs, corn pop himself, illegitimately occupying our White House at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. That is the Grinch that stole your five-year-old daughter's virginity. And he's a scumbag dirtbag that also needs to be put on notice. We got your number, sir, ma'am, whatever you want to be called, whether you identify as. I identify you as a pedophile-looking loser who needs to also see the inside of Gitmo, but that's a talk for another day. That's a discussion for when we have power that we will never give back ever again, just so you know. Somebody says monkeypox is actually um, 
Um, shingles, they said. Who said that? It's shown on the CDC website. Well, I think it's a lot like smallpox, to be honest with you. But anyway, Jake the Snake Sullivan, now you know. Okay, folks? Now, speaking of monkeypox, folks, I, type, I put this out this morning. I can't believe it's monkeypox season already. I still have my Ukraine decorations up, and I still haven't finished my COVID candy from last year. Obviously, that is an entire joke to criticize the morons out there who have Ukraine flags as their profile picture, Ukraine flags flying on the front of their house like they live in Kiev, and people still wearing masks in cars. Folks, monkeypox. I told you about it last week, didn't I? I told you this was going to be their new viral pandemic. Monkeypox. And if we do have it like they say we have it, then it definitely came through the southern border invasion also caused by President Biden. So not only did President Biden bring monkeypox here, but now he's gearing up for a pandemic once again, but this time not of COVID, but of the monkeypox. And we know that they're gearing up to do this because of my reporting last week that they already pre-bought 13 million doses of the vaccine. If we only had four reported cases of it, let me ask you this. Why did they buy 13 million vaccines? Why? Why? Why did they buy 13 million vaccines when there was only four reported cases of it? Here's a better question. Why is Belgium on lockdown right now for monkeypox? Oh, they are. If you haven't heard, Belgium is on lockdown right now. The Biden administration bought 13 million doses so they could say we were ahead of this way better than President Trump. We bought 13 doses, 13 million doses of it. But why? But why? Somebody says, just to go off topic real quick, why can't I watch Jeremy on Getter? We're live on Getter, buddy. We are live. So many people there watching right now, maybe you need to refresh. It's at the top page where it says live. Okay, just click that and you'll be right to it. Folks, do you also think it's odd that this monkeypox fear porn and these 13 million doses that they pre-bought when there was only four cases of it that Biden brought here to begin with? I think it's odd that this is all going on the same day they're supposed to vote in the WHO, the WHO, to give over American sovereignty to the WHO for future pandemics. And it's all happening in a midterm election year that will change the course of this country forever. question is, are you going to wait for your governor of your state to lock you all down again? Or are you going to get ahead of this now and say, it ain't happening. The next person who tries to lock me down is going to be met at my front door with the second amendment. We'll walk into any store we want for the rest of our lives with no masks on ever again. We will flood airlines. We will flood. We will buy out airplanes We will get tickets on airplanes and then we will all fill up airplanes and all take our masks off and you will be forced to ground every plane in this nation. There will not be another scare, fear porn, monkeypox pandemic on our watch. That's what we should do. Do not wait for your governor to say, well, we're not going to lock people down again. Well, no, duh, because we said so, not because you said so. Ladies and gentlemen, let me play a video for you real quick of resident corn pop talking about the monkeypox possible pandemic. And how serious is it, Joe Biden? Here we go. concern should be about monkeypox in the cases that are in the United States and around the world? Well, they haven't told me the level of exposure yet, but it is something that everybody should be concerned about. We're working on it hard to figure out what we do and what uh, vaccine, if any, may be available for. But it is a concern in the sense that if it were to spread, it's consequential. That's all they've told me. If it were to spread, it would be consequential. No, here's the thing, bro. You brought it into this nation. You are directly responsible for this, much like you said uh, President Trump was directly responsible, except this time it's actually true. Joe Biden will be responsible for any sickness, any death, or any permanent problem that anybody experiences from monkeypox. And I want to be on record right now here on Live from America saying that. Joe Biden, you are ultimately responsible. 
If any monkeypox came into this country, it's because of the invasion of the southern border. Ben Berkwam has proof of that. We will hold you directly responsible. And guess what else? We will not allow you to mask us up and lock us down again. It will not happen. Take it from me. It ain't happening. Now you want to go lock down your little blue states and your little blue cities? Go right ahead. But I call on every red person who lives in those blue states, blue counties, blue towns, and blue cities to stand up in unison and say, "Uh uh-uh, ain't happening. Go home and put on your mask or get in your car and put on your mask. Wear it in stores for all you care about. We are not. And don't ever do anything alone from now on. From now on, storm every airline, every airplane, every bus station, every store that goes back into this bullcrap this year, which they will try to do, with numbers of people and say, you can't arrest us all. It will never happen again. Not on our watch. What a moron. What an absolute moron these people are, these Democrats are. But again, folks, they're not doing it because they're stupid. They're doing it on purpose. Either way, I think it constitutes us giving them. Come on, man. (laughs) We did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb, dumb award of the day for ruining this country so fast. That's what happens when you put Democrats in control. All you independents out there, all you people on the fence, this is what happens when you vote Democrat. Look at your wallet. Look at your gas prices. Look at your home. Look at your store. Look at your shelves. Look at your southern border. Look at everything. And don't listen to some don't listen to some MAGA loser that you hate so much. Ask yourself, is this really what I want for my life and my kids? We need to be paying attention to the who right now, Jeremy Harrell. Hey, thanks for the heads up. I know. Appreciate that. Just talked about it. Been talking about it. Normally, we do rhino hunting here on Live from America, and the rhino hunting segment has been very popular, very popular, and we will do some rhino hunting today. Now, unfortunately, I do not have my hippo hunting permit, and today with this big mama, we're going to have to go hippo hunting, not rhino hunting, and that means we're going to have to go down south to the great state of Georgia. Yes, I said the great state of Georgia. Yes, I said the great state of Georgia not the worst state in the country, Georgia. But that is what this hippo that we're about ready to go try to take down actually said. Stacey Abrams herself, Democrat gubernatorial candidate again. Stacey the hippo Abrams on Saturday night told Georgians that Georgia is, quote, the worst state to live in. Not the best state. No, she's running to be the governor of the worst state, in her opinion. Abrams, who is now worth more than $3 million after being in massive debt just a few years ago, owns at least two houses in Georgia where she hates so much. Quote, No, wait, sorry. That's her her native language. Sorry. Quote, I'm running for the governor because I know that we have to have a conversation about who we are in this state. Well, and what we want for each other and from each other. Well, we know what you want from us. Stacey Abrams said Sunday night during a speech in the Gwinnett Democrats' Bluetopia Gala, quote, I am tired of hearing about how we're the best state in the country to do business when we are the worst state in the country to live, said Queen Hippo. Let me contextualize. When you're number 48 for mental health, we are number one for maternal mortality. When you have an incarceration rate that's not on the rise and wages that are on the decline... Then you are not the number one place to live, she added. Georgia is capable of greatness, but we need greatness to be in our governor's office. Well, you need to get a bigger chair, that's for sure. Maybe a wider door, possibly. We need somebody who actually believes in bringing all of us together to cheat. Here is the audio from Queen Hippo herself saying that she lives in the worst state in the nation. I am tired of hearing about being the best state in the country to do business, but we are the worst state in the country to live. Says Stacey Abrams. We are the worst thing to come from. Boy, she is a hungry hippo. I don't know if we should feed her or not. Hungry, hungry hippos. Stacey Abrams. How are you going to have somebody run for governor of a state and literally criticize the state by saying it's the worst state? Unfortunately, they don't feed hippos down there, so she's very upset. Moving right along, we are going to do, folks, some rhino hunting now. So if you have your rhino permits, you might want to pull them out 
because as is everybody's favorite segment, as mine as well, here is some rhino hunting time here on LFA, folks. Yoo-hoo. I'll make you famous. <laughs> rhino hunting, and we got a big rhino to take down right now, not in the size of her like the hungry hippo we just showed, but, and I could say that because I'm fat, you know what I mean? It's kind of like if you are something, you can say something, it is what it is, right? Whatever. Anyway, so for all the fat people out there like me, don't take offense to this, okay? You're not a hungry hippo. Stacy is. But anyway, let's go rhino hunting right now. And here's a big one. Ronna McDaniel, uh, leader of the Republican National Committee. Look, Ronna has a problem, folks. One of Ronna's biggest problems is she is Mike Pence. She is Mitt Romney. She is Chris Christie. She is Governor Kemp. She is not Madison Cawthorn. She is not MTG. She is not President Trump. She's not Matt Gates. That is the problem with our leadership. Pretty much everybody in Republican leadership is a rhino that needs to go. Steve Scalise, bye. Elise Stefanik, peace. Ronald McDaniel, kick rocks. Kevin McCarthy, don't let the door hit you. Mitch McConnell, you, where's your chin? All these people that are in control of the Republican Party need to bounce now. Ronald McDaniel graced Fox News with her presence for a tiring and exhausting 12 minutes and 20 seconds this weekend. Laurel said, Jeremy, stop name-calling. Yeah, no, not today. Um, Anyway, in her 12-minute rant, not once did she talk about the election fraud of 2020. Not once did she talk about 2,000 mules. Not once did she talk about President Trump not being cheated. Nope, she talked about moving on from the election. She talked about President Trump, you know, he's got his his endorsement record is great. But we got to move on from that kind of stuff. You know, that's where she that's where her loyalties lie. Let's play a little bit of Ronna McDaniel um, from this weekend talking uh, her usual uniparty rhino talk. But again, not once. Not once a mention for 2000 mules, not once a mentioning of the 2020 election as far as it was stolen. She would rather people just shut up about that. Check this out. So let's take a look at Georgia because a huge governor's race happening there on Tuesday. And we can take a look at the polls here. We know that there's a very interesting backdrop because you have President Trump endorsing and supporting David Perdue. uh, And he's at 28% right now. You can see that slide from 39 in March. Brian Kemp, the incumbent governor, is at 60%. He's being supported by President Trump's former vice president, uh, Mike Pence. So tell me what you think about the surge here for Kemp, given Trump's endorsement. You know, President Trump has endorsed in 84 races. He's 181. That's like an A+. plus. Um, just to note, Joe Biden's not being asked to endorse in any race because no Democrat wants to be seen with him, including Stacey Abrams, who's running in Georgia. Um, I've talked to people in Georgia who love President Trump and like Kemp. And I think that's what you're seeing in some of, uh, in some of the voters in Georgia. But we're going to see what happens on Tuesday. The votes haven't been counted. Kemp needs to pass a 50% threshold to win the nomination outright. And we'll see what happens then. Do you think that it was a mistake for the former president to kind of coax David Perdue to run for governor? David Perdue is perfectly capable of making his own choices. And President Trump obviously has gotten involved. And the power of his endorsement is, is astounding. I mean, you look at J.D. Vance, who was down uh, in third place, and he catapulted to first. You look at Ted Budd. You look at these now, races. Hold on, let's where pause this real here. Let's pause this. I want to talk real quick. You'll hear Ronna McDaniel. She'll give President Trump props here and there, but for the most part, in all of her other rhetoric, you can tell that she is anything but a President Trump supporter. Just listen very closely for the cues. You'll hear it. Probably the only person in either party whose endorsement can change the complexion of a race. Yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that at all. I would guess in most of these cases, uh, the only person whose endorsement is something that most voters even have an awareness of is probably uh, the former vice president. But, you know, it's interesting because the, the RGA, the Republican Governors Association, is really putting their muscle behind uh, the candidates who are not backed 
by President Trump. And they say that in that world, they're doing well. Uh, they look at Idaho, they look at Nebraska, where the former president's endorsement uh, did not lead to success in those races. And they've poured $5 million into this Georgia race. Um, Chris Christie's saying that he thinks that the former president is on a personal vendetta tour. Doug Ducey of Arizona says that the GOP should not spend one more moment talking about 2020. So they see this uh, Kemp surge as proof that what they're doing is working. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think the power of incumbency plays into that. The RGA supports incumbents. I think we're going to get past this primary season, and I'm going to be so grateful when we do, and we really focus on the Democrats. I mean, we have rising inflation. We have a baby formula crisis. We have a border that's surging. We have a drug crisis. We have what's happening in Ukraine. We have gas prices going through the roof. I think in the end, yes, we're going to have some contention through primaries. That always happens. But when the dust settles, Republicans are going to unite, including President Trump, to make sure that we win back the House and the Senate. We know what is at stake for See, the that's American the mistake she made right there. That's the mistake she makes right there. When it's all said and done, Republicans are going to unite, including President Trump. Uh, first of all, don't put words in President Trump's mouth and don't assume you think you know what he's going to do. You are still clinging to what you believe is a fact that the Republican Party still exists in the way it always has. Newsflash, Rana, it doesn't. Your idea and your narrative and your goal for the Republican Party is dead. It is dead. Don't sit there and presume that you know that we will rally behind a candidate. Because we won't. I would rather have a Democrat than a rhino. I'll be the first one to say it. 90% of the people watching the show probably will not agree with me. I would rather have the devil that I know rather than the devil that I don't. I know a Democrat, what a Democrat's going to do, and I know how to beat him. You know how hard it is to beat a rhino once they're in office, folks? Look at Dan Crenshaw. Look how these people hold on to their districts just like Democrats do. They do the same tactics as de Democrats do, and they vote with Democrat when you think you can rely on them. So no, I will not get behind every Republican candidate just because they're a Republican. Those days are over, Rana. Look, the Mac... Twin, the Mac trio's got to go. McDonald's, McCarthy, and McConnell. All of you need to roll out. We'll play a little bit more of this so you can see who's really in charge, who's at the head of the RNC. By the way, she has no problem fundraising off President Trump's name, but can't even mention 2,000 mules or the 2020 election. People, and we know that if we're fighting or, or disagreeing among each other, we're hurting uh, our message in talking about what the Democrats are doing and the failure that they've brought to the American people. Let's take a quick look at the Alabama Senate race sure. and what's going on there. Mo Brooks uh, was originally endorsed by President Trump. Then President Trump pulled that endorsement and Mo Brooks slid uh, precipitously. But now you see something else happening. Now he is sort of within spitting distance here of Katie Britt, who is still ahead. What's your what's your take on, on what's going to happen in this Alabama Senate race this week? Yeah, I don't think we're going to get a, a final uh, say on this Alabama race. I, you have to get over 50% to clinch the nomination. I don't think any of the three candidates are going to get over 50%. So we're going to go to a runoff, and, and then we'll figure out who the nominee is going to be in Alabama. I think we're going to keep that seat. Uh, we have a lot of uh, Republican incumbents who left the Senate this cycle. Blah, 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 Pennsylvania being others, Ohio. And we have to unite as a party. That would be my, my one message. As these uh, primaries are contentious and, and you fight so hard to get the nomination, remember what the real goal is, and that is us uniting as a party to defeat the Democrats and take back the Senate and the House. No, if we were going to unite as a party to defeat the Democrats and take back the Senate and the House, then you should have put all your resources and money behind the 2020 election fraud. That's what you should have done. You had the ability and you had the opportunity and you had the option to unite, re, unite the Republican Party around what the Republican people wanted. And that is clearly Donald J. Trump. You didn't do that. So we're not going to unite behind your narrative. We're not going to unite behind your fake, lying, cheating candidates that do the same thing as Democrats do. When are you people going to get this? When are you old school Republicans, both elected and watching this show right now, going to get it? Your days are over. Your days are about as over as the 33 incumbent Democrats that are running with, with their tails between their legs. It's over with for you. I don't know why you can't get that. Get it through your thick skull. 
your old Republican Party of good old boys is done. Finished like the Sopranos. Gone. Finite. When are these people going to get it? They are not in control of the party anymore. I want to finish this out because they start talking about Madison Cawthorn. Not like I really want to hear this woman anymore in blue, but it's important that we do. Because the American people are truly, truly suffering. And we have a, a, yeah, a see, vacuum in leadership. Ronna, let me ask you about that. Because some people say, well, you know, the former president shouldn't have weighed in in the primary process. He should have stayed on the sidelines. And you know, the same could be said maybe of these Republican governors as well. Let the people decide and then get into this game. Do you, are you concerned? I think you have said you're concerned that some of this process might hurt your candidates in the general election. Oh, I'm not surprised that he got involved. Listen, the RNC stays neutral for a reason. We legally have to stay neutral, but it is helpful because we didn't put our thumb on the scale and we get to bring everybody together after the fact and, and have see a that? You see that right there? You see that? We stay neutral. We don't like to put our thumb on the scale and we have a kumbaya when it's all said and done. Then you're not on the same battlefield as the Democrats who are kicking the crap out of you every single day of the week. You know nothing unqualified loser. If you are not putting your finger on the scale to put the right person that needs to be in the elected office, which is the Trump-supported candidate, then you are wrong, and you're always going to lose. This is why the Republicans get beat by the Democrats every day like it's child's play. Because they don't get it. They're not fighting the same fight. The Republicans are throwing, or the, uh, the Democrats are throwing Molotov cocktails and shooting us with real bullets. And the Republicans are throwing back water balloons and hiding. Not the same war. That is why Ronna McDaniels always, always loses. This is why the Republican Party sucks. And this is why we're taking it over. We don't want to get involved. We don't want to get involved. Well, the DNC gets involved. They manufacture fake Russia stories about Trump and run with it for three years and impeach the guy over it. We don't want to do that. Oh, this woman makes me sick. Moment. But President Trump's always going to get involved in primaries, as is other as are other candidates across the country. That's just the nature of politics. All right. I, I just want to put this up on the screen. Madison Cawthorn obviously has gotten a lot of attention uh, in this race. He lost his bid uh, to retain his House seat. Um, the president kind of supported him, the former president, last minute in that race. But here's what he just said, Madison Cawthorn. The time for genteel politics, as usual, has come to an end. Amen. It's time for the rise of the new right. It's time for dark MAGA to truly take command. We have an enemy to defeat, but we will never be able to defeat them until we defeat the cowardly and weak members of our own party. Their Boom. days are numbered. We are coming. Exactly. Um, what do you think of that? And what is what is dark MAGA? I don't know what dark MAGA is. It sounds, <laughs> sounds like scary. some type of Star Wars uh, thing, like the, the dark first side. First of, of all, look at these two. Look at these two rhino women. What is, first of all, what is dark MAGA? <laughs> it sounds so scary. I don't know what dark MAGA is. It sounds like a Star Wars reference or something. Let me, let me tell you what dark MAGA is. You ready? For you two un, unqualified, uneducated, very ignorant rhino women, let me tell you exactly, Fox News lovers, what dark MAGA is. Dark MAGA is fighting fire with fire. Dark MAGA is releasing the full potential of ultra MAGA. Dark MAGA is, we are not going to sit here with you any longer and try to negotiate, have a conversation, or have a discussion between two mature adults. What we're doing now is coming back for everything. You ever seen that Zuckerberg movie where they did Zuckerberg's life? And they screwed over his partner, played by Andrew Garfield. And Andrew Garfield looked at him and said, oh, I'm not coming back for my piece. I'm coming back for the whole thing. We're not just coming back for the White House and the Senate and, the, uh, and, and, the, and, the, uh, and Congress. No, 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 no. We're coming back to make sure that you never have a future in politics again. Rhinos and Democrats. That is dark MAGA. We are coming and we don't care who's in the way. We're going to run over you and we're going to rid the world of your corruption. That's dark MAGA. So for all you out there who want to know what dark MAGA is, if you don't know what it is, then you better get out of the way. If you do know what it is, it's nice to have you on the team. Let's finish off with this 
Rhino real quick. Force. I don't know. I, I don't know what that is. Um, obviously, it was a very well-fought primary. Madison had some issues that came out. He was a rising star in our party, and we need to make sure we retain that seat with Edwards, who, who defeated him. And Madison did the right thing by conceding. We yeah, need to focus on the Democrats, and I would say this to every Republican. They are the ones in control. They are the ones destroying our country. And Republicans who are fighting each other constantly, uh, that is not helping us defeat Democrats in November, and that needs to be the focus. There you Just go. a quick last question. Both the New York Times and Peggy Noonan uh, this week said that from what they are seeing out there, that the president is sort of chasing his base and trying to solidify them. And they pointed to that last-minute uh, endorsement of Cawthorn rather than leading them. Quick reaction to that before I let you go, Rana. Now yeah, that, I, I, I let's disagree. Shut, let's I mean, it. you look at the rallies. That I agree with. That I agree with. President Trump chased that endorsement with Madison Cawthorn and should have gotten out in front of that a lot sooner. And I said that last week. I blame President Trump for Madison Cawthorn's loss, period. That doesn't mean I hate President Trump, but it doesn't mean that I don't ride with President Trump. He's the best person out there for the job right now and will, and will remain to, to be that. But it is his fault that Madison lost. It is. And now we got a rhino in there. And Ronald McDaniel loves that. We need to stop fighting in the Republican Party. And we need to go after the Democrats. They're the one in control. No, wrong again. Eh, wrong again. We are in control. The people. We, the people, are in control of this country. How soon you forget. And every other Democrat as well. That, ladies and gentlemen, was my favorite rhino hunting segment of the day. And I guarantee you Ronald McDaniel is still out there capitalizing on President Trump's name by having the RNC call you and go, will you fight with President Trump and the RNC today? Just donate $100 in the name of President Trump and the RNC will continue to fight against the Democrats. And I wait online every time until a real person comes on and I go, is this money going to Donald Trump? Well, this money's going to the RNC. Is it going to Donald Trump? Well, did you fight for Donald Trump? Well, did Ronald McDaniel fight for Donald Trump? Well, okay, peace out. Click. Not doing that. Not playing that game. All right, folks, as you see, I am wearing my whoever voted for Biden owes me gas money hat. And the reason why, folks, is this. Today marks the 12th straight all-time record high of gas in this country. $4.59.6 cents a gallon as of today and get this here's another record for the biden uh, regime the illegitimate biden regime first time in history of this country since gas existed have we witnessed the 12th straight day of record high gas prices first time in history we are now at a four dollar and 59 cent or six excuse me $4.59.6 average for the country. It's not only an all-time high, but again, it's the first time we've ever seen 12 straight days of increase. Today's all-time record is the first, uh, the price of gas is up. Get this, folks, the 12 days. Let's talk about the 12 days of, of hell here. In 12 days, gas has went up 20 cents. Average. In some places, 45 to 50 cents, but 20 cents average. And every single day is a new all-time record. This is a national man-made catastrophe. This is a Joe Biden problem. This is a Democrat problem. And I have proof that this is Joe Biden's fault, folks. Are you ready for this? Proof. I'm going to play you a video right now where Joe Biden actually tells you that this is because of the Democrat Party and what they're trying to do. A lot of you ain't going to believe me. But here we go, and I'll tell you why. When it comes to the gas prices, uh, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that, God willing, when it's over, we'll be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels when this is over. Do Do you hear that? There's an incredible transformation taking place, a transition taking place. And we're going through hell, but we'll be a lot better once we can stop relying on fossil fuels. What did he just admit to? Did he not just admit to the same exact thing that Donald J. Trump said that he was going to be guilty of when they were having their debates and the moderator told Donald J. Trump to shut up and he couldn't get it out? Remember when President Trump said, remember this, Pennsylvania. Remember when Donald J. Trump said, remember this, Ohio. Remember this, Texas. Remember when he said that? And the moderator went, blah, 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 blah. 
Joe Biden just admitted to being the problem for the gas prices. If you don't believe me, let's play it again for all those in the back who are hard of hearing. When it comes to the gas prices, uh, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that, God willing, when it's over, we'll be stronger and the world will be stronger and less relying on fossil fuels when this is over. That's called the NWO transition, folks. American sovereignty, American energy, American independence, American spirit, your guns, patriotism, all of it. And Joe Biden just admitted to it. So send that to your Democrat dummy friends. But to make matters worse, to make matters even worse. I've been saying this for a year and a half now, folks, ever since Joe Biden brought his illegitimate body into the White House. I've been saying this. If you want to destroy the United States of America, the only way you'd have to do it is follow the agenda of Obama and Biden. Follow that strategy. And if you follow that strategy to a key or to to a T, you will destroy the United States of America in so little time that you'll make your head spin. Donald J. Trump gave us the best economy we've ever had. Donald J. Trump gave us the best everything we've ever had. More people were working under Donald J. Trump than at any time in history. And in just a year and a half, folks, we went to shelves being empty, southern border invasion, babies can't eat, inflation at an all-time high, debt at an all-time high, gas at an all-time high, everybody's broke, hardly anybody's working, COVID killed more people under Biden with a vaccine than COVID killed under Trump without a vaccine, monkeypox is here, all of that was in a year and a half, and to top it all off, more bad news for our energy sector, (sighs) Entergy Corp has now shut down a nuclear power plant in Michigan. Entergy Corp announced on Friday evening that it had permanently shut down its Palisades power plant in Michigan after 50 years of operation earlier than previously planned. You want to know why? Because this is an attempt to Biden to do the same thing he did with the baby formula. Shut down the the manufacturing of it, then claim that it's a crisis, then blame it on Putin, then swoop in and save the day by taking more of your uh, rights and making you buy things you don't want to buy. Control room operators at Entergy's Palisades power plant safely removed the nuclear reactor from service for the final time on May 20th. The plant was originally scheduled to permanently shut down on May 31st. But after careful monitoring and probably a nudge from the illegitimate Biden administration, operators made the conservative decision to shut down the plant early due to the performance of a control rod drive seal, it said in a statement. The facility's closure to blow uh, is, is a blow to Biden's climate agenda. White House National Climate Advisor Gina McCarthy said that the Biden administration would need existing nuclear power plants to to fulfill its agenda on cutting greenhouse gas emissions. That's a lie. That's a lie. They're just making it seem like they have nothing to do with it, when in all actuality, they're the cause of all of it. So get ready to tighten up, folks, because it's going to get rough again. And if you do have a small business while it's getting rough, then you might want to help uh, grow that small business by reaching out to people who can help you grow that small business. And that's one of our sponsors, Anthem. I got to talk about them. This is as good as time as any, folks. For anybody out there who is trying to grow their business, who is trying to make a little extra, who can maybe have a nest egg, then they need to have some business management. And how do you do that? Well, the best way is customer service, customer relations management. And Anthem can help you do that. They can help you grow your small, medium, and large business even bigger. They are a sponsor of life from America. American strong companies of all sizes are using them. So reach out to anthemsoftware.com or call 855-269-9221 today and help grow your small business and actually hopefully make a dent in what Biden has already made a dent in your your, uh, bank pocketbook. All right, folks, I'm going to end the show with a couple stories here. And one of them, look, I am very, very happy when Democrats are told to their face what they need to be told. I am very happy when somebody stands up and says what we're all thinking. That's how President Trump got elected to the office. But there is a time and a place for certain truths and for certain language, I guess. Now, what Rudy Giuliani did this weekend at the pro-Israel parade was great. Calling out a Democrat who was mocking him from the sidelines. Being rude. Saying rude things to him. I'm all for putting your eyes in somebody else's eyes and saying, excuse me, what did you have to say? And I'm also all for you calling them out and calling them what they need to be called. However, 
Maybe it was the wrong. Maybe Rudy Giuliani didn't see the kids that were standing there. This is the only thing that I think was wrong with this, but I will show you the video. Everything else I agree with, but maybe Rudy just wants to be a little bit more aware of the kids around before he does stuff like this, because you want the youth of our nation to look up to us. Now look down on us. Check this out. Now, folks, I agree with everything uh, he said there. He said, you are a, you are a, uh, you are a brain. He's first, he called him a jackass. Then he said, you're a brainwashed a-hole. Then he went back and, and, and said some more because these people were like, shame, shame, shame. Now I just got to say this. I just got to say this. The only part I disagreed with there is there was like, I don't know, seven or eight little kids there, probably seven years old and younger, probably nothing that they haven't heard in their own liberal families, homes. I get it. But again, we do want to be role models. And that is why somebody told me to stop name-calling in the thread. Look, nobody was being nefarious or rude when they said that. They were telling me exactly what I shouldn't do, and that's name-call. But we are human, and we do live in a world where if we're not on the same battlefield, then we're going to lose. However, I probably wouldn't stand in front of a bunch of kids and say, you're an a-hole. However, don't fault him for it. Don't fault him for it at all. We are in a war, and it is what it is. We just want to make sure we're aware of our surroundings because we never know who is watching and listening. That's all I have to say about that. But I do agree that uh, Rudy Giuliani was smart for, for uh, confronting them. And I do agree that Rudy Giuliani had every right to confront them and to call them out for what they are. I just say be wary of who's around us. But having said that, let's go ahead and give Rudy right now. By the way, what's a Democrat doing bringing their kids to a pro-Israeli parade? Don't they want all Jews dead anyway? Smarty award of the day. Just be a little bit weary about more weary about kids around. Even though kids are liberals' kids, they can't help it. They can't help it. They were born into that family. Anyway, one last story here to make a smile on your face. Get this, folks. This is a good one. It's turning out to be that Katie Hobbs and Carrie Lake are going to be the two gubernatorial candidates from the Republican side and from the Democrat side, who are going to be fighting over that governor's seat in Arizona. It's pretty clear at this point. It's going to be Kerry versus Katie, which should be a cakewalk for Kerry. The good thing about it is, is the first quarter of 2022, numbers out yesterday show that Kerry Lake outraised Katie Hobbs almost two to one. What does that tell you? Almost two to one with a majority of Kerry's um, funds coming from within Arizona. Coming from within Arizona. That is the key, uh, is, is the buried lead right there. Katie Hobbs gets money from Democrats all over the country, probably all over the world, probably Soros. But Carrie Lake is getting money from the people of Arizona. Okay? Carrie Lake is killing Katie Hobbs when it comes to the, uh, the popularity of the people. But here's something even better, folks. This is an exclusive. Check this out. Trump endorsed Carrie Lake is the only Arizona gubernatorial candidate who agrees to debate. And it speaks volumes for just how bad their records actually are. Lake has risen to the top for her bravery in going toe-to-toe with the fake news media fighting for her positions, and destroying literally every liberal reporter who has tried to stump or make her look stupid. Not even the fake news media can touch Carrie because every time they write another story about Carrie Lake, her poll numbers go through the roof. In June, the Arizona GOP will hold a 2022 primary debate for Republican candidates moderated by a Arizona GOP chairwoman, Dr. Kelly Ward. We love her. 
The debates will feature Arizona candidates for Secretary of State, Governor, Superintendent of Public Instruction, and Attorney General. The Arizona Republican Party tweeted the dates for each debate, and tickets are still available. The deadline to respond is already passed. Only Trump-endorsed outsider Carrie Lake has actually responded, RSVP'd, and agreed to defend her positions in the gubernatorial primary debate. The deadline for candidates to grow a spine and respond has been extended to today. So, by the end of the day, uh, end of the day today, if Republican candidates do not respond to the uh, uh, to uh, saying that they're going to be at the debate, then they are automatically done, and nobody will be there but Carrie Lake to answer questions. This shows you that the Republican candidates outside of Carrie Lake in Arizona are rhinos. This shows you they know they can't win. This shows you that they know without President Trump backing them, they are toast. So we can already start clapping and standing up for Carrie Lake because I can promise you she will be the Republican nominee for Arizona, except she will not be the GOP nominee. She will be the GNP nominee. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to close out Live from America here on May 23rd, Year of Our Lord 2022 for the 11 o'clock show. God bless each and every one of you, and thank you for being here. Remember to follow me on Truth Social at Real Jeremy Harrell. Follow me on Getter, as it's one of my favorite platforms right now, at Jeremy Harrell, and I am a uh, verified there. Follow me on Telegram at Live from America with Jeremy Harrell. Follow me on Rumble at Live from America with Jeremy Harrell. And for all else, go to JeremyHarrell.com. Sign up to be a monthly donor if you can. Anything you do helps the show. Promo codes with, with my pillow or any kind of uh, merchandise sales, it all helps the show. Remember, guys, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, and keep your chest out. Keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. Until then, keep a smile on your face. Keep spreading that gospel, and keep your families close, because the devil wants to devour them. God bless each and every one of you. I love you. I'll see you tonight. Peace. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming, and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up. Long as I'm bleeding, I'm going never stop that we first in America, first place, black, white, brown, all cities, all towns, the rebirth of America.